When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere hello. Hey, how are you? Are you doing great? Are you sitting inside? Do you have way more groceries than you need because you were promised snowmageddon two days ago and almost zero snow has fallen? I'm doing great. I'm stuck inside for no reason. Across from me, as always, is Cyrus Amundsen. Uh, it's nice to see you, Chadley. Good morning. And also, the happiest of birthdays to John Travolta. Uh, John, happy 69th birthday. I know it's the big one. A lot of us found out it was your birthday uh, from your daughter's social media post where your adult daughter referred to you as daddy, which obviously, totally normal thing. Yeah. Uh, congratulations on all of that stuff that's over there. Uh, big shout out to the original Sweat Hog. Let's get into it, Chad. John Travolta's 69th birthday. How does he 69? On a side, I would imagine. Otherwise, it's choking hazards. That's a, that's a, I'm putting it out there. How I'm much, throwing it out there. Let me ask you a question. So he got famous for being on Welcome Back Kata, right? Yeah. He was yep. one of the Sweat Hogs, and he, yep. his character's name was Vinny Barbarino. Which uh-huh. sounds like a guy who dropped out of JUCO to become a bouncer. Yes. So, uh, but he popularized, popularized? That's yeah. the right word. I did it. Dude, sure it is. This is already a really good episode for me. He, so far, so good. He popularized the phrase, up your nose with a rubber hose. Uh, okay. Which Is that about sticking penises in noses? I don't think so. I think it's a rubber nose, a rubber hose. So it's, uh, maybe a rubber nose. Maybe it's a rubber nose. So it's just a cool way to say up yours. It's not like, hey, yeah. Mr. Cotta. Yeah, it's like uh, if somebody were nostril. to ask Vinny Barbarino, like, hey, man, do you know where the bodega is? He'd be like, up your ass and two doors to the right. That mm-hmm. kind of, except it's with a rubber hose. And it was so it was on primetime television years ago. So it was up your nose. Right. not. It yeah. was the original, uh, you know, like in The Good Place, when they say, oh, forking shirt balls, which is one of the most brilliant ways ever to curse on TV. Because when Kristen Bell says forking shirt balls, in my head, I go fucking shit balls. Very good at it. I mean, I think it. So how um, much you're talking about, go ahead. Well, I don't think we should get into this. I think we should get into what your thing is. Because if I talk about what my thing is, uh, I'm going to derail an episode and have a lot of people not be interested. Okay, well, listen, I still want to hear it. So, Jess, my, my loving brother, Jess. Uh, yes, did the artwork for Middle of Somewhere. Yes, Hero. He, he's a f- talented artist and has worked in the entertainment industry for quite some time. Yeah. And, well, he, well j- when you were down here for the Gergamu World Championships, uh, shortly after you left... Ethan was still down here, and we learned that... Do you remember the movie Face Off, 
where I believe he I and Christian Slater were like, we have each other's faces now. No, no, no. It's uh, it's um, Nicolas Cage. Was Nicolas Cage in Face Off? Yeah, he was one no, of the, thinking... John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. What was, was Christian Slater in Broken Arrow? Yes. With John Travolta or Nicolas Cage? Are we playing Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? What are we doing here? I'm not sure, but who was in Face Off? Face Off was Nicolas Cage and Vinny Barbarino. Okay. And Broken Arrow is a different movie. So the point is, Christian Slater is fantastic. The point is, yeah. uh, he told us, so it must have been, one. it was a Travolta movie, that at the, at the place Jess was working at as an animator, they did some of the special effects there, and John yeah. Travolta came to the place. And oh, wow. so obviously, Ethan and I made the very natural connection of asking Jess how much money he would have to accept how like what money would he need to make to allow modern day john travolta to make love to him and okay. uh, that ruined our week because he did not want to answer it and so we followed him around the house going mr jess oh how much like that sort of stuff and yeah. uh it has continued where all hours of the day and night we will conference call together and then call Jess and he'll think we need something and we'll just go, hey, I'm trying to break your arrow. You know, stuff like that. And it, uh -huh. is, it is ruining a relationship right now. <laughs> so my question, we shouldn't get into that. We shouldn't get into numbers here. Well, but maybe, happy listen. birthday, John. You've really made the month of February great for Ethan and I. And I think it's great that your daughter calls you daddy. That's not weird at all. Now there's another birthday, adult daughter. Another birthday that happens in February, and it's my daughter who does not call me daddy. She calls me just dad, or you know sometimes you know, hey asshole, like sure. just to really get my attention. So I do turn around because sure. sometimes I'm going to tell you something. Here's here's a big difference, and I know it's like, oh, hey, men and women are different. Oh, you know that kind of shit. Oh, but Mr. Jess. My, but I will say this: when you're at the beach. And a child says, mom, all the moms turn around. Sure. Right. Unless they can specifically uh, weed that child out from their voice that it's not their kid. Sure. Right. And dads, you'll, you'll hear dad and you, your shoulders, you hear it, your shoulders go up and you just impact for, uh, you brace for impact mm -hmm. and you don't turn around hoping that whoever's saying dad will figure it out on their own. Sure. And so sometimes my daughter will have to call me, hey, asshole. And then I go, oh, that is me for sure. Mm -hmm. And then I turn around and I take care of business. Now, I was just in California because of uh, Olivia's birthday. We all got tickets to Disneyland. My, my mother uh, really, really, for s some reason, I think it's because her parents, my grandparents, took a lot of them to, to Disney World. She wanted to be this grandma that does this. And so she brings us all to Disneyland. Now, yeah, like I, I know a guy who brings all of his children once they turn 13 to the Creationism Museum in Northern Kentucky. So like a... It's like, it's like that. Yeah, it's like, it's exactly like it's, that. It's like that, but with science building rides. So well, go we, easy, uh, could you imagine being on the roller coaster at the Creation? You'd you like... Hey, isn't this bar supposed to go down? They're like, if the Lord loves you, the Lord loves you. He ain't <laughs> going to kill you if he loves you. 
There is no seatbelt on this roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. There's uh yeah, I I can't let's let's go back to your story cuz if we start like riffing ride ideas at the Creationism Museum, I'm it's it's <laughs> this this show's a wrap. So let's go back to your thing. <laughs> so the uh Come on over, kids. Really, We're getting yeah. on the one man, one woman tilt a world. <laughs> Single riders, you can't ride. This is Noah's Ark. It's two by two. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Come on, y'all. We're going to go get inside the whale for a, a, a significant amount of time and survive. This roller coaster is going to pass by all the animals that were on Earth before the Lord made them. And it's just nothing. You just ride a roller coaster with nothing. So we go to Disneyland. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I did not go to Disneyland the first day because I wasn't there yet. And okay. was that planned? Yeah, it was. That's a, yeah, yes, that's a it was. bad day. First day is a bad day. My sister and mom could not. They butt heads. I'm just going to say that. They butt heads in any situation where there is one ounce of stress. Sure. My mom constantly is asking my sister questions. And then when my sister's trying to answer them, my mom will then outsource the question to, I don't know, <laughs> someone walking by or a worker of the park. <laughs> so my mother at one point, and this was told to me by my daughter, and she tells a really, she fucking spins a yarn. It's great. So my mom goes, excuse me, miss? Miss. And it is a black woman that works at Disneyland and doesn't turn all the way around, turns 90 degrees, but her head spins 180. Sure. And she's like, yes. And my uh, the whole time, my daughter is behind my mom waving, going, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry this is happening. Because my mom is very intense when she's asking for things. Sure. Right? Because she gets stressed out. My mom, one time, I went over to hook up her fire stick, her Amazon fire stick. And while I was doing it, she almost passed out from breathing too hard. Because she was anxious about having to learn how to use a simpler remote right this is this is how my mother handles stress so she uh they're they're butting heads and it's not going great and i hear all these stories to the point where my sister texted me well you know it's a good day when your 18 year old daughter just says jesus fucking christ that's what olivia said at disneyland because there was a kid making noise and my mom like walked over by the kid and stood by him and stared at him till he stopped making noise. And my, da my daughter was like, if you there, it's Disneyland, there are going to be kids here. So I am so thankful that they got to do a dry run before when, when Olivia and I were leaving the day that I went, we walked directly to the tram and we found our car immediately and we were out of the uh, off of the Disneyland property within, I'm going to say, seven minutes from the time we decided to leave. OK. And she told me it took them 45 minutes the day before. Oof. Oof. So I'm glad that that's not happening now. That's a but by the way, that's a really great idea. Anytime. Send your family in early for a soft open and you can come in after all the kinks are worked out. 
That yeah. is, that's a yeah. really now, smart, that's a smart shout way Shout out to it. my sister for learning how to use the uh, Genie Pass app and really crushing it because she left her glasses on one of the rides and her, I think her phone as well. I think it was Space Mountain. Okay. And, uh, and she was like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, listen, you're dealing with three children. You're in, I mean, you know what it's like to be around me. I give you all of the responsibility and I just have all of the fun. That's what this podcast is built on. Absolutely. And so, yeah. And so that's what I do anywhere I am. I'm like, I'm not going to learn how to use the app. I'll just walk around all day and people watch. And there's no one better to people watch with than my mother. At one point, she said, there are so many ugly children here, <laughs> which made, which is outrageous, right? And then she happens upon a child and just looks and goes, see, homely, just openly talking about the unfortunate faces of these children. It's, it's wild to be in public with her because she is... And, you know, you never want to go, you never want to give somebody the excuse of, well, you know, they don't, they don't see a lot of people. They always see the same people. They live in their, they live alone. You know, you don't all, you want to give excuses, but it is funny to see her in the wild. Oh, sure. Because at one point there was this little girl in a princess dress that was, had a napkin and was pretending to clean off. She was probably like being Cinderella, right? Sure. Clean the table, Cinderella. Clean the chairs, Cinderella. And my mom goes, well, she's going to make someone a great wife one day. And I was just thinking, aren't you a woman? Shouldn't this be coming from a 100-year-old man? Aren't you yourself a woman? Why are you, why are you saying? And then she, and, but it's so funny because then she, she edits herself afterwards. Oh, I love that. She just, it's almost like somebody that journals and then goes, I'll go back and fix this later. It just spills onto the page. But with her, it spills out into the open where people can hear it. So she goes, well, that, yeah, that wasn't, well, I shouldn't have said that. That I take that back. I'm like, well, you can't because now the parents of this little wife girl are staring at us. Did you see, did you, have you seen that that's the TLC is debuting that show next week? Little wife girl. <laughs> little wife girl yes i it's uh based in the philippines okay yep. Yep. so we're we're out and my mom is the first day i get the report my mom's being loud right pretty loud sure and her excuse is i used to be a cheerleader that's what my mom has told our family to excuse the over volume now okay we're sitting there after the, she's going to make somebody a good wife one day. And my mom either catches her finger on, I don't know, like a paint chip, something. Or her zipper is hot because it on her purse because it's facing the sun. Something has happened where it feels like she got bit by something. Okay. And she screams, ouch! I mean, everyone turns because this is, you know, Disneyland. You don't walk through metal detectors, I don't think. Well, maybe you do. But anyways, so everyone turns and uh, I just have to stand up and let everyone know she was a cheerleader. Guys, sorry about that. She's got that volume. 
to pump up a crowd. She's a, she was a cheerleader in high school. And everyone's smiling and almost being like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Which is wild to me. I was expecting everyone to go, who gives a shit? She scared us. No, no, no. She's like, everyone's like, oh, cheerleader. I remember when we had those. Great. You know, it was, it was pretty crazy. So I think I'm doing pretty great. I want you to know that. Yeah. Um, we get into the Haunted Mansion, which is a Disneyland staple, so I've been told. Sure. But it had just reopened due to technical difficulties. And um, we're sitting in this one room for about 15 minutes. What were the technical, did you ask what the technical difficulties were? I didn't, but what they tell you is, ooh, sorry for the technical difficulties. We've got some ghouls and goblins in the way. That's the explanation. That's what I was, I assume there was some adult man going, I'm sorry it's taken an extra 15 minutes, but the ghost of Mr. Jones isn't allowing the carts to come down right now. That's exactly, that's exactly what it was. And so... They play the same thing in the room. They're supposed to play it once, right? It's supposed to be fake lightning. You're supposed to see the paintings turn to skeletons, like all that shit. Sure. It's pretty interesting, pretty pretty artistic. But once we start moving, everyone else is also sick of being in this room. And so they are taking angles. And this one woman el- puts her elbow on my chest and then like pushes me... To, to clear it, right? She if, bows you. If I go forward with her elbow on me, it's, it's, I'm going to shove her, yes. right? So her and her son get in front of us, and I'm just thinking, that's okay. This is Disneyland. Everyone's in here. Calm down. And then she turns to me and goes, can my husband get up here, please? Can you let my husband through? We're trying to stick together. And that's when I went... If you wanted to stick together, why don't you keep your fucking elbow off me and stay back where your husband is? If your husband isn't physically able to get around me, which guess what? I would have pushed him if you would have put his fucking elbow on me. Stay back with the slow one, right? You can't keep pulling the, the disabled up in front of other people. I won't have it. Speaking of that. When I was waiting for my sister to find her phone on Space Mountain, a family of eight showed up where we were sitting, four of them in scooters. Four of them. I'm going to tell you something else. I know I started this with the word disabled, but I need to tell you something. They all got up and walked into the bathroom. I want to be very clear about that. And I just go, I go, four of you, huh? Because there's one guy who sticks back. I go, four of you? In scooters? I go, are you guys having a hard time getting around? Because there are people everywhere. I I don't know how you would get through in a scooter unless you you rode backwards with the beeping. Beep, beep. (laughs) So I just go, for you, huh? And then I I just think to myself, do you think you guys should change whatever Wednesday meal is at your house? Do you think you should change that to a salad? Four of you in carts. Interesting. So, hold on. My wife is working near where I'm recording today. Yeah. uh, Because there's somebody upstairs. So, she's going to be leaving soon. She keeps staring at me. Uh, But she sent me a text right as we started the show that just said, homophobia at the open. Good call, bro. And... (laughs) 
So she's live critiquing our podcast. If only she just heard the last few minutes of you shouting down a mother and then fat shaming a family of half eight. Well, I just listen four people in cart. That's Dude, like, that's too that's, many. No, it's that's too, an armada. It's that, too many. That's, that's considered an armada. It's too, it's too many. It's yeah. I if if it's one of those things, that's the thing too. You get to a place like Disneyland and you like cart around to the ride and then step onto the ride and you know tie your shoes and high five someone. Come yeah. on. Yeah. No, that's true. And speaking of stepping around people, here's another thing. People are taking pictures everywhere at this place, right? So a couple times I go, oh, we're taking a picture, and I would like freeze. But I had about three of those in me. Yeah. And then I just keep walking because I'm going to blow my knees out trying to stop for everyone taking a picture. It's like I think when you're taking the picture, you have to wait for the people. Now, I want to tell you something. This is the magical kingdom. I've taken a lot of magic out of it. It was a very fun trip. Um, But it's just a kingdom? It is just a kingdom. Here's something that we saw that was absolutely outrageous. A, I'm going to say a 10-year-old boy, and I'm telling this story first to make myself seem better. A 10-year-old boy told a father that he had went to the bathroom because they all stopped, but then he hadn't. And so the father, then the, then the kid goes, sorry, I actually didn't go to the bathroom. I have to go back and go to the bathroom. And the dad's like, what the fuck did you just say? And he goes, I didn't go to the bathroom. I have to go back and actually go to the bathroom. And he goes, so you lied to me. You lied to me. Get the fuck over here. And he pulls him over in the corner and he goes, get down. Get down on the ground. And the kid is in a full push-up position. And now the dad is going, let's go. 20 to start. And the kid's doing these push-ups. Bummer. And then the kid finally gets up. I'm going to say it was about 60 push-ups. The kid was like on the ground. He is at one point crying. And he gets up and the dad goes, don't you ever fucking lie to me again. And I was like, wow. I said, wow, out loud. And the dad looked at me and I looked at him. I go, push-ups at Disneyland. Wow. That's that's interesting. I just couldn't believe it because I snapped. Sure. I snapped. I got little kids with me. At one point, we wait an hour in line to get on this Star Wars called Rise of the Resistance. I love Star Wars. I think it's great. So we are walking through these like fake underground tunnels, right? Like you're like you're actually trying to get you're being shipped to another planet is the idea. And so we go on this ride and it's pretty interesting. I mean, the graphics are unbelievable, of course, because it's Disneyland. It's, everything is top notch. And we don't realize it. But when we go in this room, we're supposed to be on a spaceship. When it, we go on this room, it turns 180, but we don't realize it. So we are going out the same door we came in. Somebody busts in from the dark side and is like, everybody out of this ship. And so we walk out. There are a hundred stormtroopers lined up. We're in this giant warehouse of a room. And then there's this big, it almost looks like a window where you can see the Death Star going by. It is fucking crazy how cool it is. Then we get escorted out of this room and one of my nephews is not having it, right? Yeah, sure. The idea behind this is, 
these are supposed to be evil people. The workers there, it's almost like Dick's last resort, right? Sure. Where you go, can I get a spoon to like fucking use your hand? Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. When the servers say that to you, yeah. right? So we get into this little room and we're about to go on the main part of the ride. And uh, there's room for four. We have seven people. There's room for four in this one place and three in this other place. My nephew wants to be with the four, with the, excuse me, with the three, but he can't because the three is filled up. So he has to come back and he's like, where do I stand? I want to be with the three. My vacation's ruined. Like that kind of stuff. And then this woman comes over who's working and she's supposed to be the evil, you know, dark side person. And she goes, well, maybe we should give you your own cage. I bet everyone here would love that. <laughs> And then he goes, oh, thanks a lot. Now everyone's laughing at me. And he's not having a good time. Sure. So we st uh, my other nephew goes, hey, I have a question for you. Where's Darth Vader? And she just turns and goes, he's dead. And my, my nephew that's not having a good time goes, I wish you were dead. <laughs> and then Olivia turns and goes, hey, relax. <laughs> and he goes, well, she started it. And now everyone's looking at us. And I just said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, and I want you to know I'm not thrilled about it. But I grabbed his elbow, not hard, but enough so he would look. And I said, shut your fucking mouth. That's what I said to a nine-year-old human being. I said, shut your fucking mouth. Sure. We are done. I go, I don't care if your vacation's ruined. I don't care if you're mad at me for a year. Shut your mouth. And... Guess what happened? He started doing push-ups. He push shut his mouth. Oh, he, he shut, shut his, his mouth. mouth. He shut his mouth. Okay. <laughs> he shut his mouth for the rest of the time. And he was mad at me. But at the end of the night, he gave me a hug. I'm telling you, I think cursing is where it's at. I need. Kids. I need to. I hear that. I need talk to, for the first time this episode. No, yeah, I love this. Honestly, this is my dream. This is if we could flow episodes this way all the time, where I come in do a short but terrible John Travolta. Hey, Mr. Jess, come. I like the way you edited my movie. Just a little bit of that. If I could do a little bit of that and then you uh -huh. launch into an episode long story, I think everybody would be like, honestly, I'm happy to put up with the Travolta impression if Chad keeps no. ripping stories like no, this. No, no, no. The best time is when we come here unprepared with no stories and then we have to find our way through it. Hey, Mr. Chad. I saw you yelling at your son. How much? So the question was Christopher Walken in that movie. I don't do. I can't do it. If I get right. past the you're oh, right. I'm gonna, you know, like yeah. the oh, that's close enough. <laughs> uh, the point is, it's enough to really up, upset uh, a person when you call them a lot and do that and try to solicit a sexual sure. intercourse. Uh, yeah. So the boy who did sixty push-ups and when he stood up, surely had piss all over himself because he just told his dad he has to go to the bathroom but he didn't that was wild too and what? i don't know if the dad let him go to the bathroom it was some shit that you see in a movie where you go no nobody parents like that this is crazy this is a movie dude i think a lot of parents parent like that yeah. i wonder i don't know if i'm if i parent somebody i think my goal will be i don't i don't know you know, I think everybody's like, I'm going to be this sort of parent. And then you have a kid and you're like, fuck all that shit I said. I'm going to, I'm just going to do what I need to do in this moment right now. Sure. But I think the only thing that I steadfastly would like to 
stay true to is to never parent with fear. Cause I can't imagine that that kid is going to be like walking around as an adult with nothing in his brain about those push-ups at Disneyland. Like he's going to, he's going to flinch when somebody slams a car door. Yeah. Or he is going to go the other direction and like, you know, really go after some, somebody else's kid in an Arby's, you know, because they dropped a curly fry on the floor and didn't pick it up. Right. Yeah. We, we may hear a news uh, report someday where it says, we don't know why, but the school shooter ended by doing push-ups. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. Jenna, I have to tell you something else. Let me first. I'm sorry, but we're talking about parenting styles. Let's keep pumping. And I'm going to tell you a parenting something I like to do. Right. So my daughter, children in the magical. Yeah, magical kingdom. What do they call it? The magic kingdom. Yeah, and that I don't think that was fear. That was just you need to be quiet. Yeah. Now, how I would parent is I find something my kids don't like. For example, Olivia doesn't like blisters anywhere, especially on feet. Now, what happens to a blister? It becomes a callus. But before it does, there is a little loose blister skin, right? Mm -hmm. There's skin that you can, if you want, take all the way off. There's like a little flap of skin, and it is disgusting looking. And the color of my feet, my, my feet skin, happens to be the same color as ginger, shaved ginger, that I found that out when I was eating sushi one time and picked up some ginger and I go, oh my God, this looks like my feet skin when I pick a blister. And so then what I do is I will bring some ginger home and I will shave it. And then I will show my daughter maybe like a blister on my foot and I will start picking the skin. She goes, that's so gross. I go, it's going to end up on your pillow. And then I will put a piece of ginger on her pillow and then she will lose her mind absolutely lose her mind and freak out and i'll go up there and i'll go fine i'll take it off and i take it off and i eat it i put it in my mouth because ginger's edible and i eat it and she loses her mind and doesn't sleep but i let her think about that sure i let her think about that that way when she says well you said i'll be home by eight but i'd like to be home by 10 i go you can but i got a blister on my foot so we'll see where that skin ends up i love it i would like to i mean that is we should write a book. Should we write a parenting book together? It On could how be, not to parent? Well, it should be from a guy who parented and a guy who, who hasn't. And uh, and it'll it'll be a really bad book, but I think it'll be fun. Let's well, I think this. what it would be is you, you will bring all of these things, your hopes and dreams of what kind of parent you want, to, you aspire to be. Yeah. And then I will bring it from a reality a, like my perspective where it's like sometimes you got to pretend ginger's foot skin just to fucking get by just to get a kid home by eight let's call it good dad chad dad and on the first page we go through each 
like scenario. Let's here we go. We go through each scenario, right? Yeah. And in each scenario on the first page, I go, this is how I think you should handle this scenario. Uh, I'm going to be a good dad. And then you go, Chad, dad, this is how you have to handle it. This is reality. Dude, we would be such a hit in the blog moms circuits. I'm putting it on the list. Okay, here's, I don't know. Should we tell people we're going to put it on the Patreon and sell it? Yeah. Right after we get this skeet album done? Yeah, see, here's, if you're power ranking the things that I think we should spend our time on, here's my top four right now. Obviously, Skeet McGraw's debut album. Sure. Right? Okay. I'm going to put Good Dad, Chad Dad at number two. Right? I think that's a home run parenting book idea. Um, Number three... I think is obviously the true crime miniseries that I want to do called Finding Chad's Dad. A uh, right. lot of production right. value that seems like we look at that like it's Mount Everest and uh, we've never even walked up a hill. Like we're wearing sandals standing right. at the foot of Mount Everest going, how do you do it? Um, yeah. And then obviously number four, the once we officially end this show, we will embark on our new podcast, our watch-along podcast, Size Grey's Anatomy, where the two yeah. of us watch episodes of Grey's Anatomy and discuss whether they were good or not. Oh, yeah, I like that. And then, um, of course, our coloring book that we're putting out, um, How My Friend Put a Baby in My Wife. <laughs> so, so the let me tell you, speaking about my wife, Speaking about my wife. Speaking of my wife. She finally left. So, uh, oh, she's upstairs. It is very Christopher Walken, but like a bad Christopher Walken. Yep. It's like if you're at a dinner party with a bunch of normies and somebody goes, Keith actually does a really good Christopher Walken. And he's like, hey, I'm coming to your dinner party. I was in (laughs) the deer hunter. You're like, yeah, that's really, really good, Keith. That's uh-huh. my Travolta is essentially normal guy Keith's Christopher Walken. Oh, Mr. Jess, I saw you making my movie. So the uh, Jenna, who's now left the room, um, she, and I need you to take a deep breath because everything's okay. Everything okay. is totally okay. But she did pass out. Um, and oh. so I was in the upstairs of our home. Okay. And I came downstairs, and she was sitting at the counter, and they're they're high top stools. Yeah. And she's got a piece of paper on her a uh, uh, paper towel on her finger, and she's holding it. And I go, "What is going on, man?" She goes, "I cut my finger," and she is not squeamish at all, right? Okay. So I walk over and I go, "Really?" And I'm standing now. I'm standing along the side of her, and uh, she goes, "Yeah, it just won't stop bleeding." She goes. She was cooking, and so she cut it while she was chopping some stuff, and she didn't really think anything of it. She kind of put it in her finger in her mouth to kind of suck on it while she kept cooking, Mm -hmm. and she's like, oh, that's that's too much blood, and so she went over, and then she was running it underwater, and it wouldn't stop bleeding, so Mm -hmm. then she grabbed a paper towel, and she sat down, but she's completely coherent, and I'm sitting next to her, and all of a sudden, she goes, "Ah, I just feel a little nauseous and weird, and I was like... Ah, oh, that's that's strange. Does it really hurt? And when I asked, "Does it really hurt?" She went, "I was because it hurts when it's for the time." And I was like, "What was that?" She goes, "For the time of for the time of him." And then oh, no. she went face down onto the counter, 
And then, like, for a moment, I was like, are you, like, I thought she was like, oh, my hand just hurts so much. I'm going to, like, ow, my hand hurts. I'm going to put my head on the counter. But then I'm standing next to her, and her body goes completely limp. And so now I am next to her just holding up her limp body. And then all of a sudden I'm like, man, there's a lot of uh, sweat on this lady. So I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? And she is not responding. And uh, I, I can't, I don't have the ability to like lift her up and lay her on the ground and then be like, okay, let's see. And I don't have the training for any of this. Uh, And it's, you know, that is a scary moment, right? I would Uh, think. uh, And so my phone is across the kitchen. And so uh, I ask Siri to dial 911. And so Siri dials the 911 and the guy gets on and I'm like, I'm explaining to him the situation. My wife passed out. I'm literally physically holding her up because she she could fall. And I go, I just you just need to get someone here. I tell him the address and he goes, he gets he goes, okay, someone's on the way. Let me ask you some. And I'm she's like coming back to a little bit. But I'm like, Jenna, are you okay? And she's like, with a physical karma for the karma. (laughs) And so I'm my only instinct in that moment is I'd like to keep her conscious if I can. So I'm starting to ask her questions like, what did we do today? You know, what day is it? What do you like questions that she can, you know, have to think about and answer. And sure. the guy who is very helpful uh, on the 911 call is like, sir, I'd like to, I need to ask you a few questions. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to keep asking her questions so that she maybe stays conscious. And he goes, okay, yeah, that's a good idea. I go, fuck, is this, <laughs> are you a temp? Of course, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. So she comes to, and she's upright. She's still <laughs> incoherent, but I'm like, hey, I called 911. She goes, I'm fine. I'm like, dude, you're not fine. She's like, it's fine. There's nothing. I'm just totally fine. And I go, dude, I just need you to pump the brakes a little bit here. And then she's like, she wobbles again. And mm-hmm. so uh, the EMTs come into the house. And, uh, you know, Kevin, who is deeply, madly in love with Jenna, right. uh, you know, he was, I'm going to say, unsettled by her body going limp. And then when two strange men came into the house to approach her, he wasn't like, I bet this is good. He, so he is, he he was probably thinking, he was probably thinking more like, free from, free from, heaven the So the EMTs get over and I have to tell you, I was like, in a moment, I was like, I'm worrying about my wife. I'm like, she's in here. And the moment they got in there and I looked at him, I don't, these Chad were the two hottest EMTs I've ever, I don't even understand. Like, what do you? These were men, 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 men. two men, two men, two of the two, like to the point where I was almost like, girl, you better perk up. Like how funny though, if you turn, look at them and you go, guys, my wife's over here. I'm holding her up. And then you turn around and she's already sitting up. And she was like, I knew this is the only way you'd let me do this. And they go, did somebody pass out? 
dude, dude, these guys were too attractive to be strippers. They were like, like they showed up for the EMT, like beefcake photo shoot. And they're like, no, 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 no. You guys are too pretty. Get out of here. Like young, both had mustaches, but you're like, that works. And you're like, why are you so jacked with such a sweet face? And so I, 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 I'm, I don't understand. Like, I was like, how are you guys going to carry her out to the ambulance when you must be so tired from constantly having sex? And so they finally, uh, they, they go to move Jenna and one of them starts helping Jenna. And then I just run and jump in the other one's arms. Me too. (laughs) Take me with you. So. Uh, these hot ass MT, uh, EMTs uh, get us to the hospital or get Jenna to the hospital. And uh, we spent everything's fine. Everything turned Good. out fine. We spent a lot of hours at the hospital. But I think we just had a weird day and she hadn't eaten and some combination of blood pressure dropping, cutting her finger. It was just a weird, weird sure occurrence weird combination of events that created a weird moment but it was uh it was it was pretty wild and then the emts it was they brought i know i'm focusing on the emts but oh mr jess (laughs) uh they they there was like emts were coming in and out and they brought some they were wearing hats one of them was wearing a hat i think when they were uh bringing jenna in and so then I saw two other EMTs bring somebody else into a different room and they were also insanely hot. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah. Is just who are they running this like a golf course? You know, like, is it some, well, I'll, I'll, some, yeah, yeah. some cougar madam that's doing all the hiring? Like <laughs> if you have 80% medical training, but everyone's going to want to buy a beer from you, like uh, it's just... But it turns out that was just them without the hats. But I literally, while my wife is laying in a hospital bed, I saw them, I I just went, what the fuck is happening? Why are they so hot? And I didn't keep my volume down at all. Good for you. Yeah. I'll tell you what's happening at that hospital. They're finally reading the comment cards. I have (laughs) asked for hotter EMTs at this place for so long, so many years. Every time I play Go Bananas, I drive by, leave a little comment card. Get me some hot EMTs. And I got to tell you, their demeanor, too. It wasn't just like, hey, I'm hot and I'm here to help. It's like, hey, I'm hot. And I'm very, I'm a sweet boy. And I'm, <laughs> I'm here to make everything better. It was, I feel so bad that Jenna missed out on the experience because she's like, were they hot? And I'm like, were they? I'm like trying to see if they have headshots on some EMT website. I'm like, yeah, Jenna. <laughs> Do, should EMT, we EMT, IMBD. Yeah. <laughs> IMDB, there we go. No, you did it. That was good enough. <laughs> that is amazing. Now, when you go to the hospital, are you kind of like the mayor? Are people like, hey, Cy, what's up? Well, it's a different a different hospital. <laughs> oh, it was a different one. Okay. I would, I, love, I, it, assume... I would love it to be at the, at the system that I attend. Yeah, because you get a little preferential treatment. Like, hey, old... Old Wonk Shoulders is back. Give him the good room. We wouldn't have been next to COVID Timmy next door, I can tell you that much. Yeah, I, th- I feel like when you go in there, they start hooking you up to the machines, and you're like, hey, guys, it's her this time. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm fine. It's her. I held her up. I feel strong like ox. Yeah, I really, yeah, you want to talk about coming through. I mean, we're, we're the EMTs hot, but yeah, sure, but... 
old dumb bones. Old dumb yeah, bones held nice your work. held your limpy body while navigating a nine one one call. I mean, not all heroes wear capes, Chad, and some of them don't wear capes because I just don't like the way it feels on my frozen shoulders. It hurts my shoulders. <laughs> yeah. It feels scratchy on my shoulders. Um, <laughs> I have to tell you. I was in a Target bathroom, and if you don't know what Target bathrooms are, I'm going to tell you. You walk from the checkout into a a T, right? A T hallway. One goes right, one goes left. Normally, the right one is for the women, left one is for the men, and there's no door. It's open, so you have to make a U-turn to get to where you're going to pee. I am walking out of the bathroom doing my U-turn while an old man is walking into the bathroom and he's not even to the U-turn spot yet. And I look down and he's already got his dick out. He (laughs) has his penis out in his hand, ready to pee. And I looked right at his dick and I didn't know really what to do because then I made eye contact with him wondering who the fuck is this? It was just a sweet old man. And so I said, hey, good dick. To which... Now I'm close enough to the the <laughs> opening where people who don't have to go to the bathroom are just waiting for someone to come through the checkout, heard me, and turned, and I was like, I don't know what to tell you, his dick was already out. And that, and then ever, I felt so, so much like a perv. I have all these thoughts go through my head like, oh, I'm going to have to knock on my neighbor's door and tell them that I have him re- registering. <laughs> I'm going to have to put like one of those purple pumpkins out where kids know not to knock on your door for Halloween, like all that shit. I was really nervous. Wait, about is that a thing? I don't know. I think it's. I maybe, mean, that's, that's a maybe, great system. Can we? That's ha- maybe for no peanuts. I can't remember. Dude, let's do. I think we should start a system. Add it to the list. You and I start an organization called Pumpkins for Pedos, where we create yeah. an alert system based on the different sexual crimes, different color for different crime, and we go and drop the pumpkins off at the pedo's house, and yeah. that way parents go, purple pumpkin, yeah. no thank you. And we carve them. They get triangle eyes like a normal jack-o'-lantern, but then just a circle mouth. <laughs> I was going to say a frown. But yours is yours is definitely more of a bummer. I think what would really prevent us, other than our ability to execute from yeah. really starting this organization, is I think we'd go online and go, okay, how many pumpkins do we need? Google this neighborhood. And we'd go, well, we're not that rich. Bummer. I hate America. I hate the world. <laughs> Everything's the worst. And goodbye. I got to tell you, man, the... I know it's kind of gross to have your dick out walking to the bathroom, but talk about being prepared, right? You know there's no door. You know you're not going to have to put your dick hand on a door handle. You're just like ready to go. I I would have loved to get the footage of the bathroom to see if he started pe- how far away he was from the toilet when he started peeing. Yeah. Because if he's got it out and he's like, I don't want to piss in my pants. And maybe that's another thing. He was old enough where... Maybe you just hold your dick out the whole time in case you pee your pants. I don't know. Maybe that's, yeah, maybe he was in the kitchen section. Like, maybe he didn't take it out because he had to pee. He just, like, it just, it was a, <laughs> it was a coincidence. I, I love the idea of, like, yeah, his dick is like, you know, a golfer's pitching wedge who goes, if it's 65 yards away, I'm hitting the green. He knows exactly. Right. He turns the corners like, and go. 
Yeah, that's a, and I've never seen an old man's dick before, which is kind of weird. That's yeah. But yeah. and and by the way, not throwing that out there. I'm thankful. Okay, yeah. that's going to go in the gratitude journal tonight. I just thought of that. Yeah. Really, you spent a lot of time in gyms. Yeah, but I've never seen. I mean, I know that old men walk around, but I've just never. I keep it up top. Hey guys, your eyes are up here, and that's sure. where I'm looking. Okay. And so, but it was like a flat, like it had, like it had just. Like a vampire had gotten to it. It was just like a flat skin dick. It was very strange. Oh, like strange uh, what's that cartoon character that gets uh, flattened? Oh, I don't know. But it looked like it looked like he had stuck his dick in a mammogram and all of the dick meat had been squeezed out where it's like, now you're going to have to get lip injections in your dick. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.